You're listening to the I Don't Know, Let's Ask My Mom podcast. I'm your host, Annika, and this is episode number 16, Self-Sabotage. Hi, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about something kind of fun. Um, for the past six months, I've been doing this mental fitness program with my mom where we learn a lot about ourselves and something we, I've learned about myself in it is how I sabotage myself. That's kind of what you talk about in the program. Everyone has a different way of sabotaging themselves and there's a lot of different ways people can. Um, and I thought it would be fun to talk about the different ways we can sabotage ourselves, but also like how that looks like in our lives, how we can recognize it, because I've learned so much from it. And I think it's like super interesting to just know. So mom, um, I think just starting off, what are the different ways people can sabotage themselves? Okay. Well, I think too, just to kind of explain what even sabotage is, is when you have this end goal that you want in your life, but your brain offers you how you th- it can get that for you, but it just doesn't work and it creates the opposite. That's sabotage. It's when okay. you're striving for something, but your survival brain is telling you how to get it. Okay. Okay. And it, and it doesn't ever work because your survival brain is based on negative, emo- negative thoughts, negative feelings, right? Survival. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. Right. And so we think that like if if we're not aware, it can trick us and it's a, and it lies to us yeah. of how to get this thing you want. Yeah. Okay. So just to kind of start with that. Yeah. 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 But some some ways and, and in this program, you take an assessment and you learn what ways you it t- will happen for you. And what's so awesome is that every human has these. Okay. Every human. um will develop ways that they sabotage themselves because we all have a survival brain. And it comes from just your natural gifts and talents that you're born with. Right. So, you exactly. know, you're born with one thing that can kind of turn into a negative if you use it. If you overuse With your survival it. brain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's what this program does. It helps you recognize it, helps you know where it came from mm-hmm. and how to stop it and how to recognize when it's, when it's talking to you so you can shut it down. Yeah. Right. So, um, the different ways that you People can self-sabotage. There's kind of a, it's broad, but they give it little titles. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to explain each one, but should we just give? I think we should explain each one. Or maybe Uh, do you want to start with just telling us what yours is? Okay. So yeah. So, so one of the ways that I tend to, and again, this isn't embarrassing because everybody has Exactly. So that's what I love doing this with groups because everyone has different ones and it's really helpful to like see what other, you'll see it in people in your life and you'll be like, oh, that's why they do that. Yeah. Right. It just helps you develop a lot of empathy for other people. Oh, totally. That their survival brain is just trying to help them get something that they want. Mm -hmm. Right. That's usually a good thing. So. Mine is, um, I found out, and when I took the assessment, I wasn't even kind of like doubting it. I'm like a hundred percent. My whole family was like, yes. <laughs> so mine is hypervigilance. I sabotage myself with being hypervigilant slash, you know, a worrier, right? Like yeah. I've, I've said before, like I'm a recovered worrier yeah. and this is how I had to figure out why I do it first. So, um, the, the way that that happened is I was, when I 
when I was born, I came with natural gifts, right? Like we all have our natural gifts that came with us, like our real self. And I feel like mine is like, I'm a very, like I care and I'm protective, right? I care Mm -hmm. and I'm protective. And that's a beautiful quality, right? That I didn't even realize that I had. My survival brain just overuses it, promising me that I can keep my family and keep myself safe and protected. Yeah. Right. If I'm just vigilant and always watching for danger. And like, if I just keep doing that, I'll have peace. But it totally sabotages me because I have no peace. Yeah. And I never get there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just always looking for danger. So it sabotages me. Yeah. Right. And it sabotages my relationships because I'm always worried about the things that could be the danger. And I, and I talk about it. And so I exhaust, <laughs> I exhaust other people like where it's almost like it becomes like a boy that cries wolf. It's like a lot of times I think I see a danger, but it's actually not a danger. Like I think I see a tiger, but really it's just a squirrel moving the bushes. Right. Oh, <laughs> I can picture. Yeah. Yeah. So that is an example for me. Yeah. And I've had to learn like and see that like it came from something great, but because we are living in an imperfect world with a lot of bad things that we want to protect ourselves from. We naturally develop these tendencies to yeah, sabotage ourselves. Exactly. It's, it comes from just natural survival brain yeah. just develops it, but it does develop it from a beautiful thing. Yeah. So do you share yours now? Mine is, um, the name of it is Controller, and it's pretty self-explanatory. I think I just sabotage myself by thinking that I can be in control of, like, any situation, any person, that I'm, everyone's better off if I'm in control of something. And it's been really good to notice it because I think... I think like my brain lies to me and tells me everyone wants you to be in control of this. Everyone's better off if you're just in You're charge. doing everyone a favor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just, I've kind of been able to see, no, if anything, you're like taking other, like if you're taking away other people's chances to maybe like have a say in something or, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> or speak at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so it's been really good for me, but that's, that's the main one. And I think it comes like, what's the, what, but what, where did it start? Like, what was the natural? I gift think the had? natural gifts of a controller are confidence, um, love. Like they just, they just want everyone to like feel safe. So that, that's how they yeah. think they're making people yeah. feel safe. Um, what else, do you know, that's good. I think, I think, think, really I think those are like the main things. So yeah, it's, and there, and obviously we both have like more than just one, you know, you, you take the assessment and you can see, oh, okay. I also have some of this and some mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. but what's the main one that everyone has? So ev- where we all start sabotaging mm-hmm. ourselves is it, in the program, it's called the judge. Like yeah. everybody has a judge. Okay. And that's your survival brain. Just making a blanket judgment about either someone else or you or, a, or a circumstance a situation. And it's just, and that's what usually gets your other saboteurs, we call them, Mm -hmm. activated. Yeah. Okay. So an example from, from my life that just to share an example is I, a a long time ago, like 10 years ago, I had shingles on my face and I have nerve damage on my forehead from this, from this outbreak. And so it's like, I get like this numb, tingly feeling, but that's also the feeling that I got when I started getting shingles. Yeah. Okay. 
But because of the nerve damage, sometimes like if it's a windy day, I, I get that feeling. Oh, interesting. So this is how hypervigilance looks for Karen. Okay. So <laughs> I'll feel that. Okay. And I'll say my brain will offer you're getting shingles again. And it was a really horrific experience. Oh, yeah. Just so everybody knows, like I actually have damage to my cornea over it. Um, so it's a big deal to me. Yeah. So my brain will say you're getting shingles again. But like we've talked about, then my, then my brain wants to support that because it's like, that's what it does. That's what our survival brain does. It's like, I'm just going to show you how that's true. Mm -hmm. And it eliminates the evidence that I felt this before and didn't get shingles. Right. That this is just a nerve damage thing that is going to be there sometimes. Yeah. But it eliminates that from my view. Right. Right. Because it already made the the judgment. You're going to, you're getting it again. And now you just want to prove that it's right. And so now it's it. like a hundred percent factual to Karen. Yeah. And it's ignoring all the evidence that it's not true. Yeah. And that wakes up my sabotage tendency of being hypervigilant. Then what do I do for the next two weeks? I freak out and I worry and I tell my loved ones how I'm going to get shingles. <laughs> And they're like, but maybe not. And I don't believe them. Yeah. Because I'm so hypervigilant. So it's like my judge started the whole problem. It woke up my hypervigilance. Yeah. And they work together. So everybody starts with a judge first. Yeah. So and this and that's what I love about doing this program with people is it helps you see when it all starts. Yeah. Right? And so you can, and so like I've told, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast. I'm a recovered worrier. Yeah. And why? Because I've learned to stop it at the judge. I know what the judge makes me feel. I know how to catch him in the lie. Mm -hmm. And I know what to do to get my survival brain shut down. Yeah. I think that's what's been so cool about doing this program for me is like before you would have told me. I'm, I'm content. I tend to like control and stuff like that. I feel like I wouldn't have seen it really, but now I can see, oh, okay. I'm seeing like thoughts come up that are like kind of mm-hmm. leading me towards that direction. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Cause I see it and I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you go crazy. So it's been really, really cool. And obviously it, that doesn't happen every time. You know so, what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, and, but what's great is even when you miss it, and, and the controller comes up yeah. and takes over. And you have a whole experience with your controller. Yeah. What's really cool is after you see it all play out and you're like, oh, whoops, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't catch it in time. Yeah. <laughs> it played out. You can go back and actually replay it how you would have if you did catch it. Yeah. How else could you have looked at those original judgments? Right. And like taking control of your brain. Right. Yeah. And so is, is there, I just, this is. I don't know if you want to share, but like you just did this big semester where Annika had a big um, responsibility. They they ran a company and she was the CEO. Okay. So naturally the controller <laughs> would have a, <laughs> that was the nicest way to say this. My controller was, had a field day. <laughs> there was opportunities yeah. for Annika to be a controller during this time, Definitely. right? Because a lot needed to be done. Yeah. And Annika, so like, is there anything that, like, how did that go with this information that you have? About well, yourself? I think if I was 100%, I was only CEO for like three weeks because we all took turns in different roles. So it was literally a three-week thing. But I know for a fact if I would have gone into this and not been doing this program, I think I would have lost a lot of friendships. <laughs> 
And I think I would have not been ended up coming out like closer with everyone. I think I would have ended up pushing people away because people would have felt very um, out of control because of me because I was so in control. But what was your but what does your controller promise you? Well, it tells me, okay, if you take control of the situation, everyone's going to be better off. Like this will. They're going to thank you. They're just going to be so grateful. You know what I mean? But really, people are like, well, I want to say. You know what I mean? It was just really well, I have an because, actual idea. Yeah, I have an idea. No, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just. I'm so glad I don't have to go to college with you. <laughs> but it was good because I could see sometimes we have a presentation and I can see it coming up. Like, oh, my gosh, they didn't finish their slide yet. Yes, we have like four more days to do it, but I need to get on top of it now and I need to start telling them to do it now or you know what? I'm just going to do it for them. You know what mm. I mean? And it was really good to kind of see that and be like, wait a second. Hi, controller. It's okay. You know? Yeah. But if I didn't know this stuff and there were times where my controller definitely took over, I would say, yeah. but not even close to, I think, what it would have been if I hadn't been doing this program. Mm-hmm. It's just so empowering. It's to very know empowering. how your brain sabotages you. And even if you make a mistake, it's very empowering to be like, oh, that's why. That's where that's coming from. Um, Let's talk about the other ones, though. Okay. Yeah, that's a great idea. So some other ways so that me and Annika talked about ours, Mm hypervigilance, controller. Controller. Some other ones are restless. And that's just like, I'll just give a little short little. I like that. Restless is when like there's something else I should be doing or I'm going to, I can't like, I'll feel better if I go do this. Keeping yourself busy. It's like always, always needing to be doing something okay yeah um it's it's like constantly in search of like greater excitement somewhere else or the next activity yeah um it's it's also a, like a strategy to escape from like dealing with painful feelings or anxiety yeah okay so that's one that's really sabotages people another one is avoider and that's just like not having conversations that need to be had, not dealing with conflict, just running. Yeah. Right. And, and like, it will take a long time to go in and explain all of these, but right. the, the avoider, the gifts, the gifts that a person that tends to avoid is that it's someone who really, um, values peace and contentment. Yeah. It's someone who really just, just don't want confrontation. Yeah. Just likes, yeah. like they're usually really even kill people. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful people, but again, their survival brain takes that beautiful trait and oh, abuses it and overuses it to the point that like, it kind of makes the people in their lives feel unheard, yeah, um, unvalidated, almost like you can't trust them because they're always just going to say the thing that I brings see. peace. Yeah. Um, another one is pleaser. And, you know, we've talked about people pleasing in another mm-hmm. episode, but why do we do that? You would learn why that, that is, yeah. um, what it's promising you is more friends, more love, more connection. Yeah. But all it does create is resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a definite sabotage stickler, which would be like a perfectionist needing everything to be perfect all the time. Yeah. And it, and it just makes a mess of what you want right. to do. Um, hypervigilant, we talked about. Another one is victim. Yeah. Um, and that's a pretty strong one. It's like, if, if I go over here and be a victim, I'll get more love and attention. I see. 
Yeah. Right. Um, hyper rational is someone. I feel like this is a hard one to explain. But... Okay, let's see if I can explain it good. So hyper rational is like intense and exclusive focus on like rational processing of things. So okay. including relationships. So relationships and people are emotional. Okay, but a hyper rational person is trying to deal with problems in a relationship in a rational way. Like logically. Like, yes. Yes. Like your it. feelings are not logical. Like your feeling doesn't your feelings don't make sense. Yeah. Like prove to me why you should be feeling this way. You know, it's like you can't because like we're emotional beings. Right. So it's it kind of comes off even though they're trying, they, they think that it will create understanding, right? Again, like it, it's promising that like, it'll just figure things out. Yeah. But what it does is it, it creates people to be, it, it creates people to think you're distant, you're cold, you're, you're unempathetic. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just someone who really values intellectual thinking. Yeah. But it pushes people away. Yeah. Right. So, um, another one is hyperachiever. It's a big one. I, I feel a like lot a lot of, of my clients um, deal with hyperachiever, um, which is just valuing achievement, mm-hmm. right? It's good. Like, like the gift of someone who's a hyperachiever, the natural gifts is like talent, you know, like smart, like knows how to like get things done, right? But in, in this imperfect world, somewhere along the way, the idea that their worth is tied to that yes. comes in. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like they hyperachieve because I'm desperate to achieve because it depends, my worth depends upon this. Yeah. And that is where like they can't fail. They can't mis- make mistakes. They right. beat themselves up. Kind of dangerous. It's, it's, it's a big one. Yeah. I think that is like probably the, one of the top in our world today. Oh yeah. Especially like, I feel like, just in our society. It's yeah. Like, especially with or like, die. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> right. And that's no. where, you know, and then social media comes in. I was just play, about to say right? with like, social media, especially. if I'm not achieving in social media with my likes and yeah. stuff, or if I'm not showing people what I've accomplished. Right. You know, yeah. right. It's kind of a scary place. Yeah. And that, and that one is the one that leads into like never arriving. Yeah. When do you, when do you ever achieve? Yeah. You never get to enjoy achievements because you're always, your, your survival brain is telling you, you got to do it again. Yeah. Your worth, your worth is just for a minute. You'll feel worthy. Yep. So anyway, I think we covered most of them. them. Yeah. So anyway, really good to know. Yeah. Um, good to be aware of what else, Annika, anything else that Um, you want to talk about? I did kind of want to talk about, um, how to recognize when you're starting to sabotage yourself. Okay. Like what are maybe signs people, because they're all very different and there's Mm -hmm. all, there's a bunch of different thoughts that Mm -hmm. people can tell themselves when they're starting to sabotage themselves. So maybe not the specific thoughts we tell ourselves, but like how can we notice we're coming from a place where we're sabotaging instead of we're just using our natural gifts. Okay. Well, it's, it's going to sound easy. (laughs) It's going to sound really super easy. And you're going to be like, what? (laughs) And, and you always hear me say, like, our, all emotions are helpful. You just got to learn how to use them, yeah. right? Like, n- positive emotions are fabulous. Oh, we love but them. But negative emotions are really helpful, too. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why we have them, right? Because they're telling us things that we need to do or fix or mm-hmm. rethink. Um, but this is why I think negative emotions are so valuable is they're, 
they're kind of the alarm. And in this program, you learn to use your negative emotion as an alarm only. Mm, Not as this big, long, two-week experience. Okay, you use it as an alarm, like a wake up call. Mm -hmm. And so that is how you know, like really, it sounds simple, but it's true. You know that you have one of your sabotaging tendencies is in play if you are feeling a negative emotion. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, that's your survival brain. But that doesn't mean that your emotion's wrong. Your emotion's never wrong. Yeah, but it just tells you there's you can do something with this. Yeah, right. Like. I, when I start feeling anxiety, I know that my hypervigilant is telling me something that's not true. Yeah. Okay. Because our higher brain, guys, knows that everything that we experience can work for our benefit. Everything can be turned into a gift for ourselves. Whether it's a gift of knowledge, like now I know, like, yeah, I made this mistake. But I'm aware and I can now move forward and not make it. Now I know how not to do something. Mm-hmm. You can change something to your benefit always. And, and so that negative emotion is your alarm to do the work, yeah. to go in and go, okay, where's my saboteur here? That is how I was able to become a worry, an ex-worrier. Yeah. Because I knew what to do when I felt worried. Yeah. It's so empowering. It's so empowering. It's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. I'm so passionate about it. And yeah. if people want more information that I do, I can do one-on-one this program. It's a six-week program where you learn about yours and, and mental fitness on how to wake up your higher brain. Yeah. But I do it one-on-one with, it's, I actually just include it in my coaching, but I've had people come to me with groups. Yeah. You know, like a family wants to do the program. Right. They come and we do it all together and we meet once a week and go over the, you know, and like coach. Yeah. So anyway, if people do want more information, I just want them to understand what it is. It is an actual, like a six week program Yeah. and you can reach out through either my Instagram or Annika's if you want more information. But we just thought just for the podcast, just understanding what self-sabotage is. Yeah. Cause you know, honestly it helps you in your life. It's helped me a lot. Even just understanding what you are but the more in depth you go I feel like the more you notice it in other people and for me when I notice other people and how they maybe sabotage themselves it's not like oh my gosh that's how they sabotage themselves it's so annoying it's like oh I sabotage myself too yeah it's almost like let me have some like yeah let me give you some grace give you a little break because like I do the same thing you know what right. I mean? It's almost like a way to actually create empathy for yeah. other people, oh, which so much just, more empathy. Just like I feel like just learning about it, yeah, can create connection with other people. Yeah. You know, like I, like with Annika, like sometimes when I do see that you are knowing that this is how it should go, yeah, and I see that control, I see that you're feeling a negative emotion, not a positive, motivating feeling, right? But like, uh, like there's only one way this can. Go. When I see that yeah. now. I, I like actually feel empathy. I'm like, Oh, she's, she's being lied to. Yeah. And I, and it, and I, and I felt that before, you know, and and it's your survival brain just promising you how to do this. Like, I know what's going on. Yeah. Trust me. Just trust me. But yeah. Yeah. So, So. oh, oh, (laughs) okay. Well, but anyway, thank you for going through this with us. I think it's very helpful to just even know them. 
just know them and maybe just start being aware and like thinking oh okay maybe i'm more this you know yeah you sure really does help yeah and just just really try like just practice for yourself like using your negative emotion as like an alarm clock yeah it's just an alarm Mm -hmm. it's not meant to just like go off all day long exactly it it wants you to push off and that's how you, you need to do that mentally yeah Thank you for listening to this episode, everyone. As always, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us on both of our Instagrams. Have a good rest of your day.